right, we're good. Now I've got it lined up. More fuzzles. Whew. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff that happened. I was trying to keep it, it was hard because like I really didn't have time to be on my phone while I was over there. And I was trying my hardest to absolutely like keep up with everything going on. And I just the only the only thing I got on my phone for was to like GPS everywhere. And that and that's it. And I was just like, Ugh, need to catch up. But a lot of stuff, too much stuff going on while I'm away from my phone. It should it should need needed to be the opposite. Nothing needed to happen this past weekend. And then now all the juice starts, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was leaving my shift the other day. I wasn't I didn't check my phone for 20 minutes. It was the walk from the stadium to my car. I didn't pick up my phone. And in those 20 minutes Tom Brady unretired. <laughs> so it's like I, my mom texted me TB12 at one point. I looked at that and then I put my phone down and didn't like get any notifications and I pulled it out. 20 minutes later and I had ESPN, Twitter, Bleacher Report, my mom, everybody texted me. Y'all, that that everything. It was wild. So I feel you. Over the course of a weekend, I would die. This past weekend was pretty busy for myself too, actually. So Oh, and dude. Chattanooga, the food, everything we ate. Mwah. Like I everything we ate was fucking delicious dude oh my god i think saturday night our last meal we went to the steakhouse and i think i had legit the best meal i've ever had in my life it was wow just orgasmic i was just like i wish i was hungrier i didn't i couldn't finish every single thing and i wish i was i had more stomach you know what that tells me is that you have not had a good steak in the state of texas because there is no way on god's green earth i'm gonna believe that there's a steak in tennessee that's better than any steak in texas just steak 48 mm. well the thing well the thing is i i i don't typically slaps. i i don't typically i haven't eaten at a very good steakhouse i guess here in texas like um, you know, oh tgi Ooh. but um the thing is mia was like oh it's very it's similar to like perry's I'm insulted by the TGI Fridays comment. Anyway, you're saying Perry's. It's his favorite. It's, it's his favorite. favorite. I know it is. We went there on his birthday in Colorado. Yes, sir. <laughs> a Jack Daniel sauce, though. He doesn't like the steak. He likes the Jack Daniel sauce. Yeah, yes, true. sir. So, two fans, if you want to get me <laughs> Jack Daniel, <laughs> I'll stop. If you want me to stop, I need to tell Mia that. If she wants me to stop going to TGI, give me that Jack Daniel sauce. <laughs> but um i i i guess the in texas i try not to steakhouses can be very um financially uh they're pricey so how much did you spend at this place oh the mia convinced me that for this trip we were ballers so so so, okay let me get this straight you're like financially you won't pay here but when you go there you pay so you compare upper grade to middle low Oh, great here. Come on. Come on. Look, okay. First of all, I never said that it was 
like steaks in Tennessee is better than steaks in Texas. You, I said it was the best meal I've ever had, and you just kind of boom got on me. But I I just just said you haven't had a good steak here. Then I I get I I probably haven't. I mean, the best steak I like here is saltgrass. Saltgrass, saltgrass ribeye. It goes goes pretty hard, but for twenty one dollars. A saltgrass ribeye. It's like $27. Oh, my. (laughs) Unreal. It's like $27. Unreal. Breaking news, David. You could buy TGI Friday's signature whiskey sauce on Amazon. A pack of six for 20 bucks. (laughs) Please, please send me that link. ASAP Rocky. Um, Anywho, the food there was um, just absolutely great. I can't wait for you guys to like. When we're finally moved in and like y'all could come visit and the place we're signing for is like walking distance from all these places. And it, it just, man, it was just great. Even, you know, in these steakhouses, I'm always a sucker for Mac and cheese. I always got to get the Mac and cheese, even though like, like sawgrass, the Mac and cheese ain't all that, but I still got to get it just cause it's Mac and cheese. Dude, it's fucking sawgrass. I mean, and so at this place they had Mac and cheese too disagree disagree it's like it's like it's it's like saying taco cabana's tacos aren't really that good it's like you're talking about taco cabana like of course they're not very good okay like the bread (laughs) oh my god dude Dude, sawgrass's mac and cheese is like i mean i'm not saying it's bad it's just a six out of ten it's mid it's like upper mid general is six out of ten come on i mean yes but it's a good six out of ten very good six out of ten (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, like you're, but, it's like it's like you got drunk goggles on you see a girl is like she was like a good six out of ten last night That's she, <laughs> so but essentially i you know suckered in i had to order the mac and cheese side note i also ordered a baked potato and she said about how huge it was by far the hugest potato in town and let me just tell y'all Everything definitely is bigger in Texas because I nice. mean it wasn't a small potato, but Mia kind of looked at me like this is a huge potato, and I'm like, we're from Texas, babe. Everything's bigger in Texas. She's like, you're right. Thanks. Anywho, back to the mac and cheese. I ordered the mac and cheese because I just I had to. I just had to. And so once I took that's the first thing I ate too, and it was hot as hell, but it was delicious it was fucking or it was just melting in my mouth and it was just amazing and i was like oh my god this this is about to be good it's going down it is going down and then they had this uh kind of butter thing on my ribeye i don't know what it's called it's kind of like cream cheese mixed with butter and herbs or something like that i don't know that was pretty fucking fire too Whole meal was fire. Now, I wanted to talk about the most interesting thing I ate this past weekend because I was kind of, you know, I do my thing where, what, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Whatever, fuck it, go with that. I don't even look at the menu. And so we went to a place, a brunch place. Um, one of the things the chef was known for was chicken, fried chicken, like kind of fried chicken, whatnot. So for brunch, one of, one of their specialties is chicken and waffles, obviously. They had a waffle, chicken and waffle order that was that had mac and cheese stuffed inside a waffle 
with this at I, I think it's called Asheville spicy chicken. Um Asheville because they're originally from Asheville, North Carolina or something like that. And they had this sauce. I don't I don't remember what sauce it was, but my God, it was just I think it was some kind of buffalo, like their special, a special buffalo sauce they make. And it was just the absolute perfect mix of spicy, sweet, and savory. I, I just, I can't. It was weird reading it. And I was just like, mac and cheese and a waffle. And then you got this buffalo sauce on this chicken. What? How is this even brunch? But somehow it is. And it was so fucking good. And yeah, the food, the food was overall 10 out of 10. Just fantastic. That's good to hear. I'm glad. I'm excited that, you know, you're going to get to experience some, well, hopefully, you know, some good, some good places to eat. Uh, Damn, dude, I didn't know you not had a good steak. I'd have taken you to a good steak place here in Houston, dude. I know like ten great steak places. Where, where, how's Perry? Because of COVID. What about Perry's? Is where's it's like Perry's? Mid, it's like mid, mid average, mid above mid. I would say I get Perry's. Like I love Perry's. I've gone to Perry's since I was a kid, like all the time. One of my dad's favorite restaurants, uh, and they make a good steak. And I love their asparagus because they they put like an aioli on their asparagus and it's fucking fire. Uh, and it's a good wine place, but it's just like. If you're talking about like a steakhouse, like a true where like you go there and all all they really have are steaks or different cuts of steak or different cuts of meat, like Perry's is like adapted yeah. into more than just a steakhouse. It's like it's like a finer dining place. I I don't shit on Perry's. I like Perry's. It's just not. I, I would say the same. Now that now that you mentioned that, I would say that for this place too. It wasn't a pure steakhouse because they had yeah maybe through four different cuts of steak yeah maybe four but they're like steak seafood and i forgot what spirits or whatever pasta or stuff stuff like that yeah it says on the sign so i mean they're not like straight up i misidentified them i mislabeled them they're not no they call themselves like it's no it's perry steakhouse like that's the name of the brand like they call themselves that but like Mm -hmm. perry's to me well also they were originally a butcher shop like they have if you go into older perry's they have a butcher section. So that's part of Perry. So they they do have good cuts of meat, but like I don't I I'm, I haven't been there in a while, but I don't think you can get a wagyu there. You got to get a wagyu. That's that's a true steakhouse. You get a wagyu steak. Wagyu. Perhaps. Uh but let's I mean, let's go through this. Let's I I want to talk about the big news out of Houston. Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Um I will say my initial reaction was incredibly shocked. Because we were talking about the NFC South with the Falcons and the Saints. And he was a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons when he was a kiddo. And that was apparently a big narrative going on throughout all this was that he wanted to go back to Atlanta because of this and the full circle and the whole bit and whatever you want to say. Um, And then all of a sudden he goes to Cleveland. And I just think there is something going on in in Houston, man, when it comes to the up and up man upper management, because if if his goal is to get paid, he got paid. 
first of all. That's like, if his goals get paid, congratulations. Job accomplished. I didn't look at the numbers to see if he could have gotten paid more elsewhere. But if your goal is to win and you're going to the Cleveland Browns, whose culture has been losing and drama-filled for God knows how long, you're really going to look at me and say the Cleveland Browns have a winning culture right now. I the mean, Cleveland Browns single-handedly, their community, along with the major media, the national media, pushed Baker Mayfield out of that city because they hated him so much. Like, that is not a winning culture type move. You didn't see the Patriots doing that? But. You don't see the Chiefs doing that? Look, all I know is the Browns are one Deshaun Watson away from being legit contenders. Are um, they, though? Yes. You got Miles Garrett. Said, you just got Mari, Mari Cooper. Because Baker. Because of Baker. Okay, but they had the best rushing attack and one of the best defenses. So how much can Baker Mayfield really hold your offense back if it doesn't even really run through him? Have you seen him throw the ball? I understand that. that that's like saying Ru Russ isn't holding the Lakers back. Okay, first of all, Baker Mayfield bricks. is not a horrible, horrible quarterback. Don't, don't. <laughs> all right, Russell. <laughs> there you go, Westbrook. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, I seriously don't think he's a horrible quarterback. Everybody is dragging him through the mud because it's easy to kick the guy while he's down. He's been in, he had a torn labrum and a what a, a soldier a shoulder surgery or something this past year. And you're 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 upset at his throwing. Look at the past two seasons prior to that. I mean, he was a good, solid quarterback. Franchise quarterback, questionable. Average quarterback, I would agree he's an average quarterback. So yeah, adding Deshaun Watson helps you in your contending in your contending hopes, but it's a part of a culture, man. Like this culture sucks. And it's so shocking to me that this is what he chose. Like this is not a winning culture. They've won one playoff game in 30 years. So now all of a sudden you're a culture guy. But I, I'm just saying. Look, they've if you're trying to win, that's not the place you go. I think that quite the opposite. I think uh, quite I would, the opposite. Atlanta, who is in recent memory in a Super Bowl. Or New Orleans, who is who does Atlanta have right one now? of Super Bowl? Who does Atlanta have right I, now? We're talking about the cultures. We're not talking about who they have. I we're am not talking about winning. You play to win the game. I understand, and I I have seen enough of the of the Browns with enough talent to tell you that they are not contenders because I of their quarterback. No, because of the culture there, because they do not win. They are not a winning football organization. Because, because of their quarterback. I cannot put all that weight on Faker Mayfield. I cannot do that in good. In, in good this, with the amount of players that have helped him, the average is offset by how horrible you're saying Baker Mayfield is. He has all these great players. Baker's not bad enough to pull them completely out of he, playoff contention. He plays the most important position on the field. And I'm going to add But the offense this. doesn't run through him. It's the number it, one running offense in football. Yes, but you do have to pass the ball eventually. You okay. can't just run Tell through Jimmy the Tell Jimmy G that in the 49ers, who also had the number one or top three rushing attack and the best defense, and they were in the football, the, the, and the Super Bowl. They made it to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't a number one pick. But. <laughs> that's, that's totally relevant to this and the thing, And the thing is, <laughs> He's a number one pick. What does that the, have to do with anything? But the thing is, <laughs> Garoppolo, so Garoppolo has is consistent. You know what you're getting out of Garoppolo. <laughs> He's consistent. He is consistent. You He's know consistent. what you're getting out of him. 
He's consistent. <laughs> He's consistent. Jimmy Garoppolo is consistent. He you is. You know crack. what you're getting. You know what you're getting out of Jimmy G, all right? So look, Baker, you see how far they got when he had his peak year? Um, not this past season, but the season before. He peaked and he had and they went to the divisional round? Yeah. Or or was it no, they went to the conference ch- championship, no? No, they lost they they won the first round to the Oh, the Bills, the Bills, Bills lost the, Bills the Chiefs. Um so they made it to the divisional round at Baker's Peak. But you see how far the regression was? The thing was, it's not even he had injuries. An, he he is not even he had an off year like you know he kind of went down a little bit he literally just straight up declined and what do you say alex you like to say everybody everything everybody always results ends up resulting to the mean and yeah, that's, how, that's how it works and the thing is you can't sit here and tell me you take baker mayfield out throw into sean watson and that's that's not a contender. Super Bowl contender. I'm not I'm not saying I am saying they're not a contender and I will pull back on that because they are absolutely a contender at this point on paper. On paper. If you take away the Cleveland Browns and you show me their roster, I'm gonna tell you they're a contender. Same thing with Dallas. I'm gonna look at their roster and say they're a contender. However, Dallas doesn't have a winning culture, man. Browns don't have a winning culture. And why at don't the, the Browns the day, ever why don't the Browns ever have a winning culture? Because they've been losing for so long and they had the tanking culture forever. Because and they were the ones that were, they were also brought up by Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackson about being asked to being paid to lose games. But so it's that's not a culture you change in a couple of years. But it's ultimately because they never had good starting quarterback play. They literally set the record. They had like 12 starting quarterbacks in 10 years or some dumb stat like that. Um, so you throw a Deshaun Watson who was supposed to be that, that was the Texans, except we're, we're a lot shorter cause we're new. We're more, we're a newer organization franchise, but that's what Deshaun Watson was to us until Bill O'Brien just started fucking everything up. But the thing is, that's potentially what Deshaun Watson could be to the Browns. This young superstar quarterback that can change that can literally change everything because now not only do they have they they have that quarterback that they've been searching for for forever forever literally forever probably their whole the whole time the franchise has existed since the 40s since like i i since who god knows when and that changes everything because that is the most important position on the field i'm with you like on paper, they're a contender. I don't believe they're I mean, they're the best team in their division for sure. On paper. The thing is you can't compare their quote unquote losing culture to Dallas because Dallas does has for a little bit now have been having the pieces in place. Okay. And they still end up losing. The the Browns have not. I don't know where you're getting this from, man. Like, Baker Mayfield is not Blaine Gabbard. Baker Mayfield is not Nick Foles. Baker Mayfield is not Carson Wentz. Like, 
Baker Mayfield is a below to average quarterback. He's right in that threshold. I mean, are, he's got his numbers trying, right here. His numbers are aren't trying, terrible when he's not injured. Is, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are better or worse than Baker? Uh, I don't know. Carson Wentz is like, injury prone, so I don't. I don't know if he's like. I feel like if anything, Carson Nick Wentz Foles is like. Nick Foles caught fire. Like what is it? They, he caught wildfire in a bottle. He caught fire in a bottle. Whatever the saying is. But I mean that playoffs like the Joe Flacco run. It's just kind of like I don't. I I think Baker's better than both of them. Uh, I don't think. But but I'm saying right now. Okay, if we go back to 2018 or whenever he was competing, whenever Carson 2019 when he was competing for the uh, the MVP. I mean, sure, yeah, we can compare his best year to Baker's best year, but that was also three years ago for Carson, and he's through. He's been through a litany of injuries since then. And Baker Mayfield has gone through. Sure, he's had a lot of injuries. Like I, somebody asked me the other day, do you do you peg him as injury prone? I say we're probably one season too early to peg him as totally injury prone. But I would say he's looking that way. Like Carson Wentz before he signed with the Colts was like one season away from being injury prone, and then he got injured with Colts. And it's like okay, you're injury prone. Like that's 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 how it is. It's, so. it's just I, I, I first of all, how long has has Baker been there? Is three? He's played three years, right? If I'm not mistaken, 2018. That's what it looks like here. Three. Yeah. So I think three seasons. That's three seasons. 2018 of, was his first season. Yeah. Okay, and then 2019 is the good year. 2020 was the good year. So then four seasons. So he's been in the league four seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, it's just he's not – he he. every team is going to be different based on the way they're built, set up, et cetera. I understand. Browns, they're losers. We all know it. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, being losers – is different from culture, I guess, culture to a certain extent in certain situations. This situation, I don't think the culture of Browns is, oh, y'all have a culture of like, y'all just mediocre, like guys that have good talent and always underachieve. Cause I think they're just starting. They just started a few years ago, actually acquiring. When did good, they draft? Nice when did talent. they draft? Uh, um, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. 14? I'm pretty sure 2018, no 2017, way. 2018. Bro, no. we came into college the same year he did. So he's 2017. You're right. 2017. So five years now they've been building. That's what I would say is probably the first like real big pickup they had was Miles in the draft. Yeah, and then um, 2017. Also. To you know, back off of May- Baker a little bit. Their O line this past season was banged up like pretty bad and consistently, and that's the heart of that team is that O line. Their O line is amazing. It's great, and when it when it is when they're all healthy, rolling all cylinders, you get what you had the previous year, a playoff run. Um. So yeah, like you can't put a hundred percent responsibility on Baker because I just I, I think. I think the trump card that you have that you haven't played is Joe Burrow and the Bengals, that the quarterback really does make the difference. The Bengals were a losing culture forever, and then Joe Burrow got added, and the first year he's not injured, they go to the Super Bowl? Are you joking me? So that's your, that's I mean, your I, trump I, card I, right there. I, I, 
this whole time I've been trying to emphasize that Deshaun Watson is a superstar quarterback. It changes everything. No, I'm I'm with you. I I'm taking the other side purely because I just I don't I don't think next year they're contenders. On paper they're contenders. But I I I would be shocked if they're in the Super Bowl. I'll be honest with you. I would be shocked. Well, first of all, I'll be shocked if Deshaun Watson even sees the field next year. True. True. So count that out. So now the now the goal for Browns is looking forward to 2023-2024 and making sure they either keep the talent slash acquire more. Because, dude, if you get that O-line healthy, you got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Nick Chubb, Marty Cooper, that I don't care who you are. You could keep saying it's the Browns all day. This is not the Cowboys. This is, you're, you're, you're specifically referring Cowboy culture. Cowboy culture right there is on paper, looking good, severely underachieving every time. And it's cause, also because of your boy, your favorite coach of all time, What's his name? Oh, yeah, Mike, Mike. McCarthy. <laughs> um, I feel like the, 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 it's just about vibes. When now, was they did, drafted? Pull, now, pull that up. Now, 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 but they are kind of – the vibes aren't good because they put out that statement talking about they look deeply into investigating Deshaun Watson's case and whatnot, and it's backfiring. It's starting to backfire, which – I think they fucked up. I don't know why you would do that. Just trade for Deshaun Watson and then shut up. Get out of the news. Let the news cycle keep going. They can't, dude. Shut up. <laughs> Cleveland literally can't. They, they, they cannot get out of the news. It's, it's impossible. They're and, always in the news. And most of the time it's because of Baker, but they got somebody who is equally in the news as much as Baker, if not more. It's not, it's not even that. It's just... Okay, you acquired Deshaun. Whoever acquired Deshaun, you should have known. Like, there was going to be, I don't think it was a major backlash, but there's going to be some. Really, bro? This guy is on trial right now. His character is on trial right now. And you're just going to trade for him, trade three first round picks for him and whatnot. I don't think we got enough, first of all. Yeah, we probably should have got a little bit more. But I think if you're the Browns, the next day, you don't put out this super, I don't even know what the right adjective is, but because they just threw all the adjectives on that one statement, essentially saying that they looked had, had private investigators or whatever that looked into Deshaun Watson. They investigated it themselves and found everything was good and whatnot. And once I read that, that they put that out there, I... I kind of shook my head and facepalm myself like Browns. What the fuck are you doing? No, don't do it. First thing that happens, uh, Busby puts out Browns had never contacted him or his, his, uh, clients ever about Deshaun Watson looking into the, looking into the matter. And I was just like, there you go. You done fucked up. Like if you're going to lie, look, if you're going to lie and bullshit, you got you gotta you gotta have everything have your bases covered. You gotta have all the what ifs covered. They need me as their uh, social media guy or just a front office guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh but I was shocked. I didn't think we got enough. Um 
There was a couple other shocking things. Devontae Adams. Go for uh, it. What were you saying? I want to know how you feel about this. This was also a big part of that story because, uh, of course, they're looking at the suspension, but they had dropped his base salary to a million dollars. So if he would if he would get suspended the whole season, you, they could only suspend him and take away that base salary. So it was kind of the Browns saying like, hey, we know you might get suspended. We're not going to like give you a bunch of money on your first year. This is your base salary. So they're kind of protecting him from like taking a big financial cut. They were getting a lot of backlash for that because they're pretty much like like David was saying like hey we did our due diligence, but they're kind of just like yeah you it's, might get suspended so what yeah it it's kind of uh we did our due diligence therefore we are uh, hooking him up because we think he's gonna be suspended the first year so what did you find in your <laughs> in your Asian bud uh, but uh that's that's incredibly <laughs> genius by them negotiating terms wise think about it you're looking for any edge to get above your competitor and let's say hey you you might if the possibility of you getting in trouble let's uh let's make sure the financial hit isn't as bad for you we can restructure a deal that way that is a genius negotiating move why do you think he went from the browns had no chance to the next day i want to be traded to cleveland <laughs> cleveland this is Dude, that's, for you. One, that's one of those things we'll never know, don't you think? Like, well, that's one of those things that you have to be inside Deshaun's head to know. Because people it's, in his inner circle, I bet they don't even know. There's probably something that happened that he just decided. Dude, it has. It has to be that that base salary, dude. It has to be that we're look that we're looking out for you, bud. You know. That's why and, it's so sus, man. Like it's it's so sus. The NFL right now is sus. His contract is guaranteed. I don't yeah, think any other that. team was going to guarantee the whole thing. That's insane. I think the next uh, one underneath Holy is like $80 million guaranteed. The Holy whole thing. $230 million fully guaranteed. I didn't actually know that. Wow. Yeah. It's, he can do whatever he wants and he gets that 230 That's 100%. Um, Got to be it. The restructuring, dude. the deal, and the, they're taking a big swing at this. And then... I mean, you go from a team that, like, you're having this turmoil and, like, pretty much pushing them out and, like, having all this to a team that's just like, hey, dude, we're willing to throw everything at you. We believe in you. I mean, that will sway somebody's opinion pretty quick, dude. They're they're pretty yeah. much betting everything on him. Man, I am. I'm really curious to see what he does. Very curious. I don't blame them either. Deshaun Watson is generational talent now it's yeah. a question but it's a question of when he finally gets back on the field is he still going to be that guy because taking some time off the field you know you, you don't know how that's going to affect somebody or that's going to do to somebody but yeah I, i'm like i'm with you alex i'm surprised he didn't take the atlanta route and i'm pretty sure he would have but cleveland just came with a better offer yeah um, all right, two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod on Twitter, Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we also have a YouTube and TikTok, Slice Devils Podcast on both of those. And uh, we will see you next time. Thirty-seven thousand.